It's your boy Lattimore on another episode of Bridge the Gap. This is just a key moment, man. Uh, millennial mediator moment is what I like to call it. All the old school values and structure, there's nothing wrong with it. But if we apply how quickly we learn along with their experience and knowledge and include in a world that we grew up in, we can change the world. But here's a tip that we all should think about. It says, we've got to account for all the uncertainty, the anxiety, change, and the sacrifice that comes with the package, the story behind the glory. That's called the process. You know, it's the between the promise and the payoff. There's always a process. That process where your audacious faith has to come into play. Without the process, there is no progress. But the process is usually filled with pain. And if you don't know how to process the process, you probably won't make it to your promised land. So keep that in mind, man. Um, Travis Lattimore, as a 29-year-old, I've been in a lot of situations that uh, I choose to do what others don't so I can have the life lessons and knowledge that others probably won't. So when I love, man, I loved differently. Um with the issues I knew that I had going into anything. It's just, we all have issues. It's just how we choose to perceive them. And denial and excuses will turn in to a coping mechanism. So that feeling and anxiety usually comes from in the back of our head, the shit that we should be doing. But it seemed like we dug so far deep, you don't even know where to start. And then you find your coping mechanism. So if you take this tip right here and just think about it and let that simmer in your system, man. It's your boy Lattimore once again on BTG, Bridge the Gap. You know the podcast. Stay tuned. Bridge the Gap. It's your boy Lattimore. If you want to hear about convenient, simple, consistent, efficient solutions, tune in. Not only that, these are backed by stats, talked about theories. So we're just going to break them down, get to the root. If I can't, I have a team of experts who can tune in, answer your question, comment. This is Bridge the Gap. Stay tuned. Bridge the Gap. Seems like I took time to understand the enemy's mindset. Drawing the lines 
Asking the questions, the whys, the who's, the what's. Standing by tradition and agreeing on pride. But one problem always hails to the side. The effects of harsh, consistent beatings and race genocide. But we're not racist, but we have Southern pride. that was created by genocide but erase my history flip it and deny access to the knowledge of the traces once left we are somebody's kin whether the facts and the papers show Like they said, we all look alike somehow, some show. Let's talk. Bridge the gap. Bridge the gap. Um, with the issues we have now is the contradictions man like contradictions meaning well this worked the comparisons of i guess you can say blueprints the comparisons of what works for who and what i'm trying to say is if we can literally just put a pause on comparing what doesn't work and we can should compare what does work for multiple groups of people. So if we can work together with differences, you know, I've, I've changed the way I do things with him, you know, at work. Um, I've learned how to be forward thinking. I've learned how to basically have instincts, meaning knowing where to be before he tells me. And when you really understand that process, it doesn't happen just on the first day of inconvenience. It doesn't happen when it gets hard or it gets difficult. Um, That would go in the inconvenience category, but some people are literal and need to hear it. So uh, what I'm trying to say is with the mental battles, anxiety, conscience, all of that, like we get to the root of why we do those things and we get enough. And uh, some things are beautiful because we all come from somewhere and we're taught by some people that just really don't understand that change for some is good and change for some is bad. But I guess where we clash at is 
how we develop and what actions led us to develop habits, um, what actions and what information caused us to develop beliefs. Um, we all have, you know, ways about us that we are not proud of and somewhere in between there we adjust and create excuses not solutions and at the end of the day we all do want at some way shape or form options and convenience and consistency and that looks different to a lot of people but we have to truly begin that process and realize like, what is it do as society, do we really want? Because if you get to the root of certain privileges or conveniences, it comes to a consistent common denominator of somebody wants Greed over need. And I feel like going back all the way to the Native American days and, you know, Christopher Columbus and all that, um, we all have to realize that maybe the structure of certain things wasn't the best, but the results never failed or the results really never became the argument um because some way shape or form blueprints <laughs> are similar so what i'm trying to say is if a blueprint worked for a certain group of people we can't deny the actions that led to the information. So if it was a lot easier for a group of people to have access to information that led to the convenience of a lifestyle that would cause the comparisons, the jealousy, the hate, the envy, Long story short, simply put, power, power, mind manipulation, and let's see, uh, hypo hypocrisy was successful for some, which led into certain policies, structures, that led to the underdevelopment of others. So as I get more in depth, my pillars is, you know, growing inside. It's like, well, if one person can have it, we all could have it. And we all don't have the same talents, but we all have something. And life itself is something. And if we can find the common denominator somewhere 
you know, maybe we all need a mediator, you know, on certain things, man, because we are more alike than we are different. And I think with the elders, as they grown and learned and, you know, got older in their lifetime, they realized that as well. So it's just something to think about when you say you stand for something fully, you know, my name is Travis Blackmore, and uh, my message is simple. I will create, and I will help one way or another. But I know I can't do it alone, and I refuse to do it alone. Because whatever religion or whatever you stand for will come to the common denominator of you want to help either your own or similar interest of people so that word help that means it's possible but the mindset and the motives have to change let's develop let's grow it's your boy Lattimore bridge the gap rednecks versus thugs just my opinion but those we the most creative bunch the true faith and the passion in what you believe in your faith in survival your faith in ingenuity your faith in love your faith in protection your faith in pride your faith in principle, your faith in loyalty, all of those traits, and somehow a group of people are separated yet so similar. It's a mindset. Hunting. The love of certain sport style <laughs> it's amazing how when you look at things differently and realize if you just go a little deeper and say well, why things are the way they are most of us are misinformed on so much to where just the easy adjustments and that really clarity kind of give you an already pre-perceived belief rednecks quote-unquote are not the white-collar office boardroom people thugs quote-unquote look at society different every trait you can think of we all can say at some point it'll apply to us white people rednecks but I'm just coming with similarities not differences end of the day 
whether you believe in God or in the next life. Life is life. Enjoy it. Let's start with unity. We all want power. We all want money. We all want respect. But we all should have life. Bridge the gap. Stay tuned. It's your boy Latimer. Uh, good evening, board members. My name is Melanie Moore. I am the parent of a third and fourth grader in District 2, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to speak with you this evening. The issue I would like to address is the need for equitable education in all areas. But first, I'd like to share a little something personal. I struggle with depression. I have for many years. I've gone to counselors throughout the years, and one of the first things they ask me is, tell me about your family of origin. Tell me about your past. What happened to you in your past that is causing the current trauma and pain that you're feeling? In the same way, our country cannot begin to heal until we deal with the pain, trauma, and hurt from our past. We must teach our children the truth about the past and then show them how to be the change we wish to see in the world. We can help them connect the dots from the awful events of the past to the current issues that face our country so that real change can happen. As members of the white community, we have got to stop pushing the agenda that diversity and truth in education is all about indoctrination, shaming, or placing guilt at the feet of white people. No one is asking you to get up and place your head on the chopping block for the wrongs of the past. People are simply asking for their stories to be heard and taught as ours have been for generations. I would not allow my children to wallow in anger, pain, and self-pity. I would do all I could to help them to be the very best versions of themselves, even if it hurts to point out some painful truths about their behavior. In the same way, we have got to be honest with ourselves and admit that systemic racism is real, that this country was created and prospered under the ideals of white supremacy, and that we are responsible for righting the wrongs of our forefathers. We did not create this mess, but we are the ones that have to clean it up, starting with honest, equitable education practices now that will teach our children the hard truths about our past so that they can create a better future. I understand that change is hard, but it's got to come. Racism is alive and well in this country. It's seen in the groups of white men with torches chanting, you will not replace us, to the fact that in 2021, we still don't have a federal anti-lynching hate crime law. We need to know better, and then we need to do better. Happy Pride, happy early Jean. Uh, good evening, board members. My name is Melanie Moore. I am the parent. She was saying happy Juneteenth. Shout outs to Miss Melanie Moore and women like her around this beautiful world, beautiful country, beautiful state of North Carolina. Um, many people know I'm Travis Lattimore. Uh, my brother is Quincy. Uh, my mom is Verlene and my dad name is Fred. We are the Lattimore family. We are just who we are, but what we stand for is simple. Like we are the furthest thing from racist, but you know, I don't have to justify anything just like y'all don't, but that lady right there is just a small example of 
why it's been really difficult for me and my family going through, you know, this transition of time. And, you know, I speak highly of so many white people. And please forgive me when I say that in a vague, like, I'm not trying to do anything wrong here. I'm just trying to bring some things to a conversation because as I'm going through some personal battles of my own that require the same exact steps, what's going to require this country to change, man. And I've been blessed with the strength, the prayers of my peers, family members, good vibes, good energies, whatever, you know, I mean, everybody's not into religion, but everybody should be into humanity. Uh, I'm a dog person as well. Um, shout out to my dog, Elmer, rest in peace to my former stepdog, Simba. Um, when I say stepdog, meaning a past relationship, I was in, uh, they had a dog and I put a lot of time, energy and love in to him. Yes, I uh want to get there. So, back to the subject of this whole race theory and education, man. It's it's really a joke because these laws, man, like when they were created, the world that those laws were created doesn't exist anymore. Yes, there's evil. Yes, there's crime. But can, the one thing we all can agree on is when a lot of these laws were created, especially the ones that affect people that look like me and my family, um, I played a lot of sports growing up. I met a lot of great people through sports, and my parents always taught us to, you know, be respectful no matter what, you know, um, my parents taught us to, you know, try to treat others the way, you know, they treat you. But I think now with the education and, you know, the phones and the convenience, what we're asking for, what Miss Moore was really asking for, we all know it can happen, but there seems to be some kind of just, I don't know, just fight for right. Like, I mean, how long does one have to really fight for something that can just change that quick? I mean, she thinks, you know, her opinion is change does take time, but... It's simple as this. Just like a person can lose their driver's license for a DUI, um, it should be like that when it comes to racism of all sorts, man. Like prejudices and, I mean, do we need to really elaborate? Because me, personally, uh, my, my journey was a lot different. Uh... You know, I was in the workforce for a while and I've been on types of jobs and, you know, I've been able to understand how systems work and at all levels, 
and uh, they really mirror a lot of things that just don't really correlate with the right thing. Obviously, money is involved, tough decisions have to be made, you know, but why is it that we learned about Christopher Columbus, but not Marcus Garvey? I'm asking you a question that I already know the answer to because it's something I really want somebody to think about. Like, you can't control this, but you can't control that. But, you can, though. You know, until it directly affects you, you really won't understand the, I guess you can say, the depth of just something such as laws and just public perception, right? It's a thing that I learned called the self-fulfilling prophecy, man. And and it's simply put, you know, how the media does this and the media does that. Well, we all know how negative the media can be, won't we? You know, I don't want to use this term, but pimp the media. Like, we understand if the media controls the masses... Why aren't we blasting the media with positivity, facts, and perceptions? You know, that is, that will expose what I like to call a genuine motive. And I'm going to just stop with that because my podcast bridged the gap. Um, I've been working on it for some time now and... Uh, it just basically is me talking about different subjects and different events that went on during the time when I chose to record. And yes, you might hear a lot of outdated, you know, cases and stuff. But what I did was try to explain it in a perception of one of what, what would you do if that was me? And I asked that to the peers that I have. You know, like I really got some solid white people, right? That really, that really, really care, right? And would really go to, I don't really know. That's the scary part. I I don't know how far, you know, one of my, you know, white counterparts would go to really for the right thing, so to speak. And and you know, we all know how the media works. You know, they're going to go for the for the negative things in your past, whatever. But the ironic thing is, while we're talking about the negative of somebody's past, right? For instance, this country and the laws and everything, we want to kind of just not dig. So you see how that works? Guys, you know, civil rights leaders, activists, all of that, who I began to self-educate on as I started creating, you know, a new foundation about what I stand on, what I, you know, everybody has a rebirth in life. It's called transition. It's called growth. So I just feel like we won't really get there until we really, literally hold the people in power accountable. And I can understand if, you know, it's going to shake the feathers. It's going to disturb the peace. But what about 
the people who don't have pee. Like I see stuff like that and well, and it, and it bothers me and it's easy for you to say, well, just don't watch the news or like, or, <laughs> you know, we all know, unfortunately, why would it have to take the right amount of white bloodbath for something to get changed? And I think that's the fear that a lot of white people have and, you know, watering down how you were taught, what you were taught. You know, you got to get to the root and it's simple because I listen to a lot of country and bluegrass music. You know, a lot of those guys express how they feel through music. It's human, it's human nature too. All right. Um, so, for example, Kenny Rogers, you know, he's a country guy. And uh, Miss Dolly Parton, she is too. If you dig on their backgrounds and bring up what they believe in, what who they used to associate with and things, what, you know, you would draw perception, right? So with that same instance, right, how can we eliminate that? Like with regular people who have solutions, who are, you know, social workers, who are policemen and who are, you know, th- those people should work together. Right. If mental health and anxiety is such a thing, which always justifies. Y'all know certain certain crimes, you know, we don't have to get into in detail yet. But what I'm trying to say is I'm 30 years old. I've seen a lot, been through a lot and I can understand the beauty of change. But real conscious change will not come until you take true conscious accountability. Literally, and there's experts on every kind of law, policy, and everything. Like, there's trips that can be taken, motivation, education. It's everything. It's possible, but what is it going to take for it to be worth it? That's all I want to know. My name is Travis Lattimore. I'm going to speak for those who were like myself for so long just scared to do the right thing just because you understand how this world and this country works. And I no longer want to be that way. Therefore, I've had ancestors and family members to die before me for this right that I have. And I've been taking for taking grant for granted for so long. So if you choose not to participate and support my businesses and anything, that's fine. Because the only people who I want to support me and mine and my businesses and everything I have going on are those who can understand the value of together. You know what I'm saying? Together. I I don't have to like you, but you got to respect me, man. If you want that same thing back, because y'all got people and we got people. But I don't I don't want to have to go there. We don't who who wants more blood? You know, nobody. But, you know, between systems and power and, you know, status, it seems like we can hide. But, you know, just like that country song say, I got friends in low places. Y'all ain't the only ones, you know what I'm saying? And I think the war on drugs really, really took out and, you know, and locked up a lot of of our soldiers who, 
we're pioneers in other ways, man. Systems and everything is funny, man. How that kind of thing works. You know, how somebody who's selling drugs can get a heavier sentence than somebody who's who has a rape charge. And if you really do your homework on the history of rape and 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 all of that, but a lot of those guys who can educate you on the real facts are either, you know, long gone, left you with, you know, they like these guys who've done these bad things leave you with property, cars, homes, and money. That's like, and you all of a sudden you're able to create a picture for somebody who can no longer speak for themselves. You know, and it's sad, but it's possible. We can change, man. We can do it together. It's your boy Lattimore once again, man. Stay tuned. Bridge the gap. For the people... I understand that we'll try to say, Travis, why why are you doing this? Um, people will generally question, like, do I hate myself? Do I whatever it is, you can go to my past and create judgments and analyze all of my wrongdoings and all of that, which is fair, which is common. And this is what I expect. But keep that same energy now. I'm just saying. Like, it's a lot of religious people that's, you know, Southern Baptist Christians that will say do unto others now as you would. Okay, so I understand a lot of people say, well, Martin Luther King was this. Martin Luther King was that. I I adore Martin Luther King. But you guys did the same thing to him while he was doing his thing. Make it, you know, but we don't, this is not about him. This, what I'm about to play is from a, you know, shout outs to the veterans, the people who served our country from, I'm not going to say the the South. If, if your people's fault for the South, then... That's a debate for another day. You know, facts, stats, whatever, beliefs, cool. But where we are in 2021, this whole critical race theory thing, you know, it's crazy because I've been trying, you know, as I'm growing and understanding my addictions and, you know, what what's the really cause of my depressions and what am I escaping from? And it's like, I know there's so many great, like legit, soulful, great white people. Like, I'm going to say that first. Right. But I understand having those difficult talks with family. May cause an inconvenience in your peace currently. Like, I get it, you know, but what I've understood through data collection, you can't. I'm the last person anybody can call a Uncle Tom or racist. I've been. The perfect guy for this. And I've settled for a lot of things for peace. But when you rebuild your life and stop lying to yourself, 
you just get straight to it. And I understand who I need to get to talk to and get the real qualified information from qualified individuals. This guy, what is it? Sergeant Chief Staff General Mark Miley, right? Green Beret, legit, certified, right? I'm just saying. So if anybody can want to understand why it's important to kill this mentality of racism and why racists do what they do, why they justify all that. This guy's white. I'm pretty sure, you know, he's had his fair share of family talks and he probably you probably can dig up past on him. But. It's about where he is right now. Again, keep that same energy. If we if we don't want to be just for our past, right? Let's do use that power, privilege, and convenience for good for a while. So again, as I'm getting into this intro, listen to what this guy says. And he's white. He wants to know and understand. So just think years of people who've seen, experienced race all that like just the hate all that just understand listen bridge the gap bridge the gap um first of all on the issue of critical race theory, et cetera, I'll, I'll obviously have to get much smarter on whatever the theory is. Um, but I do think it's important, actually, uh, for those of us in uniform to be open-minded and be widely read. And the United States Military Academy is a university. Uh, and it is important that we train and we understand. Uh, and I, I want to understand white rage. And I'm white. And I want to understand it. So what is it that caused thousands of people to assault this building and try to overturn the Constitution of the United States of America. What caused that? I want to find that out. I want to maintain an open mind here, and I do want to analyze it. It's important that we understand that, because our soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines, and Guardians, they come from the American people. So it is important that the leaders, now and in the future, do understand it. I've read Mao Zedong. I've read, I've read Karl Marx. I've read Lenin. That doesn't make me a communist. So what is wrong? with understanding, having some situational understanding about the country for which we are here to defend. And I personally find it offensive that we are accusing the United States military, our general officers, our commissioned, non-commissioned officers of being, quote, woke or something else because we're studying some theories that are out there. That was started at Harvard Law School years ago, and it proposed that there were laws in the United States, antebellum laws prior to the Civil War, that led to uh, a power differential with African Americans that were three-quarters of a human being when this country was formed. And then we had a civil war and emancipation proclamation to change it. And we brought it up to the Civil Rights Act in 1964. It took another 100 years to change that. So look it, I do want to know. And I respect your service and you and I are both Green Berets. But I want to know. And it matters to our military and the discipline and cohesion of this military. And I thank you for the opportunity to make a comment on that. Thank you. I'm just saying. So I've personally heard it in my life. I mean... If you've been in my radius, I'm very conscious about what I hear. And 
For example, when certain things go a certain way, it basically, a lot of people's tendency to say, well, my so-and-so was this and that. He thinks this, so I'm gonna stand on that. I get it. I respect it. I mean, at this point, we really don't have a choice. But, for example, how the masses of people say, well, won't you be like Martin Luther King and this and that? Well, you're right. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm mirroring literally what you guys, and I say you guys again, I'm not, I'm, I'm speaking for the people that don't believe that black people or African-Americans or anybody gay, straight, isn't justified for equality, dude. Racism in particular. We're not going to go anywhere else right now. My thing is on this whole racism thing. It's like if you're talking to an addict, you want them to take literal accountability for their problems. Why do you do this? Why have you continued to do this? Why is it necessary? Why? All right. And then once you, it takes a while, like layers of misconception, layers of, of coping mechanisms, layers of denial, pride. And then, I mean, that's, that's, that's a time. That's time, consistency, energy, Sometimes isolation, you know, back to the basic things, man. So shout outs to that guy again, Joint Chief of Staff General Mark Miley, man, a Green Beret. There's some bad dudes, man, and women, you know, some women Green Berets, too. You know what I'm saying? So if he wants to know, I just want to know to the general public, like, I'm pretty sure he has some conveniences in his life too, right? I'm pretty sure he has some peace that might just get interrupted by even beginning those thoughts. But to him, it's worth it. Why isn't it though? You know, you can't sit here and say to an addict, well, ah, you need to be accountable for your actions and be better. That is true, you know? But why is it when we're talking to addicts and people who are addicted to escaping, why is it different when we're talking about race issues? You see the correlation here? I'm not no Harvard. I'm just, words and understanding and instincts literally have been my tools to navigate this world and even when you get to the worst things you can do or say about me which i'm getting better about not worrying about that anymore because you guys the racist you know the people you know i don't i, I respect a redneck who will tell me fuck you nigger to my face than somebody who's hiding behind a keyboard or policies or a suit that'll shake my hand and smile in my face and go 
and, and go play ball with me and, and, and do all this and then go to the bar or go to the country club, wherever, and down talk and undermine everything I believe in. Like, that's the shit that really gets, that's what starts the commotion. And people who aren't emotional or spiritually mature, they lose control and they, you know, you go in right into the statistics. And then that's when you start to drink and trying to fade the pain away. And you start to try to just find other dopamine outs to water down what your con- your real, like, empathetic consciousness feels, man. Because I know with a trip, you know, a shopping spree, a status, it'll it'll really it'll really alleviate. It'll it'll really get you to forget that. And the correlations with conveniences of that stuff and the real solutions and the processes it takes for these solutions, man, like it's not that difficult. But when we're blinded by, again, statuses, you know, stuff, you know what I mean? Like, I love sometimes when you watch that show Undercover Boss, you know, whether it's staged or not. I mean, maybe some of these lawmakers and, you know, should it should be mandatory to go live in the projects or like literally live it. If you guys seem to have the answer to every daggone thing, show me. I, like, there's enough te- technology conveniences for the world to witness it. But we all know that it'll expose a lot of genuine, true motives. And you send, quote unquote, thugs, which your your, your, your soldiers, like the, you know, the young, wild and free Americans who, you know, I mean, you get programmed and, un, you know, you understand it, black and white. Everybody has those type of people in their society, you know, that they have the power. But sometimes mentally learning things, it's just really difficult. And they just settle for for just a, a status or, you know, some kind of pride in something that really comes from a hurt place of not being able to comprehend so they seek feeling, they seek status, they seek purpose. And with different programmed mental jobs or mental list, that comes to a different combination of actions that'll create narratives of people of the masses that happen to get displayed again we always see the bad but these good stories of the good cops don't get displayed like the bad ones so people who say well you're crazy if you're saying defund the police well control what they see then man control the real you know, and it's quick, you know, just like you can say, well, it's easy for you to shoot backwards and, you know, it's a life decision. Well, get a different job. It's the free America, right? And you don't have to be a cop. But most people who become a cop, 
usually become a cop because they were programmed because they said Papa and them used to become a cop. Or, and, and dad was a cop. And you should be a cop. Like, are you really free? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with, you know, I, I'm on the same thing, like ball players and with my life. But like when it comes to race in the, in the military, the military, man, these guys understand. I'm not saying they're more qualified, which most of them may by by resume, by status, they are. But somewhere, some some reason why a lot of ex-military, the bad ones, seem to roll over and uh, it's like cancer, man. If you don't go through that critical chemotherapy and radiation which takes a lot of strength, courage, isolation to go through. You won't get cured, man. But it's possible. Thank God for research. Thank God for the power of good people. Passionate. Genuine. It's your boy Lattimore once again, man. It's Bridge the Gap. Bridge the Gap.